We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, love, you know, the NFL, NFL combine in Indianapolis and, you know, Notre Dame sent four individuals. We, we said three and a half, right? Or did we just say three because we weren't counting Brandon Joseph? <laughs> oh, you want the Northwestern Wildcat? Yeah, that dude, that dude, that dude. That grad, the bachelor graduate. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, we're talking about cost, right? The cost of winning a championship. You know, we we talked about how much it costs to break a hit record, right? Minimum two hundred, and there is a cost that's been put out there. Nil. Like minimum, you're gonna have to spend minimum six mil, minimum six mil annually in NIL money. We did that. Just imagine how fast it would change Notre Dame. The landscape, we would start pulling Richard Youngs and Nolan Smiths and Jordan Davis. It's one year. Dante would have been on the squad easy. Peyton Bowen probably would have been on the squad. No, probably wouldn't have. Had his character flaws probably would have been seen in the league because mm-hmm. he would have dealt with the business in hand. Probably, you know, we probably would have did a lot of recruiting, and and then you add Marcus Freeman's actual recruiting, he would be the real Dion of college football. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Freeman would be the real Dion of college football. If I don't want him to be, no, I don't want him to be the Dion. Let him be himself. Well, well in terms of the. The, the recruiting impact, the impact and the swell that he's just just being at a college football program in general. He had all type of crazy transfers and stuff. So it's like Marcus Freeman with the support like that, and we wouldn't have to be speculating and, and, and biting at the, 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 the bits and chomps at these little news articles about maybe getting the top five guy. Keon would have been on the team. Think about the fact that we had Keon way before any of it. And then if we had the bag behind it, Alabama wouldn't have no chance. They didn't have a chance at first. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, there's a player currency to this thing as well. The player currency is like minimum six, six guys being considered in the top two rounds of the NFL draft. Hmm. Six, six guys at the NFL combine, minimum. Now, you know, most championship teams end up sending eight, 10, you know, guys to the NFL combine consistently. We're at two. Consistently, but just at two. Uh, we're, about, we're around three to four every year. You need to up that to about six. Three to four? We're like two to three, maybe. Last year, Jack Cone went. Oh, you talking about first round, or you talking about just in? The no, round? just period. We can just talk oh, period to Notre Dame because the, the, the numbers are low. We about forty. So we might as well count totality for Notre Dame. Oh, first, hold on now. First round, we we stick one or two in every year. Okay, compared to Nelson, Mayor this year, Fausto yes. potentially, yes. Owosu, yes. Jalen Smith should have been. You yes. know, I'm counting that one. I'm counting. Yes, that. yes. Now look uh, at all. Look at all the years you're skipping. As hold on, you, what, as hold on. You, okay, as you name, let's as start, you name let's, players. Let's start. Go from ahead. Because you're gonna have to. Be, you're about to lean heavily on the offensive line. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> Right now, I know where you're going. I know where you're headed, but you're about to lean heavily, heavily on the offensive line. But go right ahead. Go We're talking right about Notre Dame football players. We ain't talking about positions. What are we talking about? Oh. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Program producing first rounders. Mm-hmm. We go had ahead. Two, we had two in 2012. Zach Martin and Eifer, right, or something like that. 13. Who do you have? Uh, 
Who is 13? Who is looking like 13? Oh, 13. We had a... Um, Come on, man. Help me out, Chad. Who was 13? Because 14. Look, this is your argument. This is your, this is your hold argument. On, hold on. Who do we Go have ahead. 13 and 14? Because if we starting at 15, you could say Will, first rounder. Then in 16, you had Q. Uh, 12, you had Michael Floyd and Harry. Well, not 12. That couldn't have been 12. That might have been 11. So 11, you have Michael Floyd and Harrison Smith, not O-lineman. 13, you had Tyler Eifert, not no lineman. You do understand that you're supporting my my, my point, right? <laughs> we talk about first round. That's hard to do. I told you we could take Notre Dame in its totality to help the numbers, but you didn't want to stick to it. Well, I'm you saying got, you, got, you know, you started to puff your chest out as, a, as an alum. And I brought you referring championship teams that are producing first round uh every year. Like Georgia has like four or five first rounders oh, this year. We're talking, we're talking about the cost of doing business today. You went all the way back to 2012. <laughs> we're talking about the cost of doing business in college football today. Yeah. If you're yeah. going to win a national championship today, you're going to send eight to ten players to the NFL combine. And six oh. of them are going to be considered for the first and second round. Yes, yes. That's the cost of doing business. Yes. And the if cost of winning championships. Yeah, if you're a championship team. If you're a championship team. Absolutely. It we is only what had, it is. We only had what? Kyle Hamilton last year or the year before last. This year we make, we get Michael Mayer and Falski potentially. That's pennies well that's why you won eight games nine games sorry so michael mayor is man according to reports might be late first round might not be the first tight end taken i told you that combine it was some smooth i didn't some of them tight ends look all right just running we know what michael mayor's game production is but if they looking at Shirts and shorts, they like, oh, he run, run smooth. It may change things. They got Anthony Richardson going to Oakland, top 10. How Josh McDaniels gonna coach that? I don't know, but they do got some receivers though. Now, Ant, look, this will you know, shout out to Ant underscore VR, you know, sticking his chest out for Notre Dame as a fan, yeah, you know. Hillary. 2019 Tillery first rounder. Who won a championship in 2019? Left LSU, right? LSU. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How many first rounders did LSU have? Because he he put up one that we had. Four. How many first rounders did LSU have? Four, something like that, or three, and then come on, man. Stop. Next year. I told you we keep trying to copy and paste this one and two. In Notre Dame, cost of business, the price of the brick has gone up, man. It's 2023. It's 2023. The reason we thought 2022 was going to be a more successful season is that Jared Patterson was projected to be a first rounder. Michael Mayer was projected to be a first rounder. Isaiah Foskey was projected to be a first rounder. Heck, early mocks had Brandon Joseph. In the first round, we thought, man, we got four first rounders. We did think that. 
we did think that. So the cost of doing business from player currency sits right around there. You need three to four first rounders on a championship team. Ohio State lost to Georgia, right? They got four four guys possibly going in the first round. Four. Tackle, quarterback. Two tackles, wide receiver that didn't even play this year. Didn't even play in the quarterback. In the quarterback. And one next four. year. So five. Yes. yes. Two next year. Wait a minute. They got two wide receivers already with first round grades. Egbuka and Harrison Jr. Two. But Notre Dame fans aren't worried when they walk into Notre Dame Stadium. See, not if they don't is, got a quarterback. Not if they don't got a quarterback. Definitely uh-oh. not worried. Definitely not worried. Has Definitely. Ryan Day had a problem developing quarterbacks? Uh, yes. Has he? Has he been? Wait a minute. On the college level, when he say on the NFL level, you tell me the scrub quarterback that's been at Ohio State. They he hasn't had to coach him much. Come on now. Now, he, now, now. Obviously, okay. he's he's had to. Okay, let me change it. Let me take Ryan Day. Give me the blip on the radar when it comes to Ohio State quarterbacks in the last ten years in college. Oh no, I'm saying it hasn't had to. No, no, no. You haven't had to have much coaching with them. That's the that's the fortunate bless. How much coaching did he have to coach for Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson? Come on, man. What are you talking about? You talk. Wait a minute. You talking about Ryan Day? I'm saying. I'm saying in relation to having quarterbacks that you don't really need to coach. I mean, they need some type of coaching. Level. Obviously, but the coaching that me and you could give them the same. Hey, run this play right here. Uh, I'm pretty play. sure you could coach them up better than me. How much coaching do you think? Do you think you could have did a good job coaching Trevor Lawrence? In your personal opinion, all the football knowledge you know right now. Do you think if, okay, if I had Trevor Lawrence, I can win some games? I could have done my best coach boom impersonation. And you probably could have won a championship. For Sunshine. With them teams? I could have coached Sunshine. With a Travis Etienne and a T. Higgins? Man, you probably go pretty far, Sean, for real. With Justin Ross and uh, T. Higgins at my receiver? Yeah. I I probably could have done a decent job. Four All American D D linemen. Those I mean, guys. you're doing you're doing an incredible job of just tearing the wall down for coaches and why they should be paid right now. Just, <laughs> no, because you know what you're getting paid to do. Yeah, man. that's what you're getting paid to do. You're a great recruiter. All the great recruiters get paid. So getting them getting them there is eighty percent of the job. Is where the contract inks in. Notre Dame, you're probably 95% because it's hard to do. So if you can finagle through the obstacles and get a team that can fit that standard of under-promising, over-delivering, just think about how hard it is. We're a company that wants you to be our main source of income where we're going to give you just enough. Yeah. And then with that, which you bring in, we still might not get it. And if you can find a way to do that, mm. you a made man. That's probably why everybody. I mean, yo, if you want to look, if they want to give me five million to come in and try to coach quarterbacks, I'll take it. You know, as long as I get to work with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson and 
I mean, come on, that quarterback room, you probably Caleb like, Williams and Trey. Y'all trying to go bowling before for practice? What y'all trying to do? You probably have to work with those guys. You probably oh, absolutely the play. Absolutely. So yeah, this is the kicker though. Your boy Isaiah Foskey, he's from the Bay. He was talking to the San Francisco Chronicle at the combine. Left. Would you like to know what he said? What did he say? He said, like, he said, I feel like I wouldn't have gone to Notre Dame if there was NIL when I was coming into college. It would have been pretty hard to go there and stay there, given the amount of money other schools are throwing around. He graduated from the unit. He graduated. He's a graduate, love. He's a graduate. Telling you. The current state of football. Notre Dame, nah. The way they take care of us, nah. It's not good enough. If I was a recruit right now, nope. Probably wouldn't come. Now, I know most people feel like, man, throw them on the petty train. This is why we did what we did at the start of the show. You have to learn how to laugh at yourself. Can't take everything as an insult. Can't, man. Isaiah Foskey. Because the difference is, too, is that when you know your first round, that four for 40 is like, okay, so what? Because mm. I can get 20 mil in three. <laughs> you talk about four for 40, it's, that's okay, I get that. But I can get 100 years for three years. Give me 50 M's in the cup. Come on, man. If you know you're going, like a Nolan Smith, he know he's going to the league. Will Anderson, he know he's going to the league. Before he get there, Keon probably like, man, I'm going to the league, man. Do I want to get paid now and later, or do I want to get paid later? Richard Young, he know he's going to the league. Do I want to get paid a million at 18 or do I want to get paid a million at 18 and 21? That's the difference. So I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah. Isaiah Foskey probably considers Notre Dame heavily in his decision. He probably with a little coaching up, some good mm -hmm. exposure. I can rely on that 440 and I can get to the league just with a little tuned up. Jerry Tillery, just a little tuned up. I'm there. I'm not mad at him, love. But Jadavion Clowney, he ain't come to Notre Dame. I'm not mad at him one bit, left. I know people like, pull him on the petty train. Put him on the petty train for what? He was sitting talking to a reporter, and he honestly answered the question. He answered it honestly and gave you a peek into – Good stewardship. That's what he gave you a peek into. And so the question remains, without changes, can Notre Dame win multiple championships in today's college football economy? That's like the Bengals right now. The Bengals are known not to ever spend money on any player. They don't have a choice right now. But they're winning on divine inspiration because Joe Burrow is the – Generational quarterback. 
But before that, Cincinnati didn't care about winning no championship. What? They're like championship. You're not spending no money for that. We getting these who they fans. It's lit in Cincinnati. It's lit. Joe Burrow dropped on them. They like, oh, sh- Joe Burrow, damn near Kenny. We like, look, Joe, we love you, but you damn near can't even be here. We're not trying to ruin our model for you. What? It's the mo- we are no different than Cincinnati on how we run ours. And we will. We do not care. The beautiful thing about this, it doesn't matter if you're an alum. Doesn't matter if you believe Notre Dame and Jack Swarbrick. Doesn't matter if you don't believe Notre Dame and Jack Swarbrick about certain things that have happened. Doesn't matter if you're a Subway alum or just a fan of Notre Dame football. We all can agree. (laughs) You're not winning multiple championships under the current conditions. No. It's not happening. Now, whether or not you're willing to change or open to radical change is a totally different conversation. But we all know at the end of the day, nope. Think You're about not winning multiple championships like that. And left, you said it best. If we do ascend to the top of the mountain like this, it might be another 50 years. It might be another 50 It might be another 50 years, man. Damned if we do, damned if we don't. On top of the fact, every every year, every offseason, you got to deal with coaching changes. So, damn, you definitely can't win no multiple back-to-back if you got half the staff leaving. Everybody just getting great jobs after this? Good grief. Like, man. Well, we do have a special teams coach now, according to reports. Love him. Love him more than Joe Rudolph. Biagi. My guy. He's had success in North Texas. A little bit at Purdue. Recently, uh, we'll see. Big shoes to fill. Huge shoes to fill with Brian Mason. Huge. I think the the thing I love most about Coach Marty or Coach Biagi is that, you know, I was with him when he was at GA when I was at school. And, man, the one thing that he's going to do that I know for a fact is that whoever's on a special team are going to love to play for him. And that's half the battle. If you can get the guys to want to play special teams, you're going to have a top 10 special teams uh, every year. The type of guy that Coach Biagi is coming into a a culture of Notre Dame and what Marcus Freeman has going on, you're going to see a top 10 special teams unit because of who the guy is. I love him. He even texted me when when it was confirmed he got the job. Just because I him as a as a person, man, he was trying to develop me as a person, as a GA. He was just over there printing off papers and stuff. Man, he's a real solid dude. Really wants to be a great coach. Has a lot and and understands where he's at. You know, some of these coaches just happy to get the job. He understands the role that he's taking on. He's been at Notre Dame before. Man, I love Coach Biagi. I think they Marcus Freeman has nailed another great hire. You know, I love him. I love what he's been doing. And uh, you know, it's for for where he's coming back to at Notre Dame is fit. Like Notre Dame's a place that's not for everybody, but I think when you are fit for Notre Dame, you're going to see a, a another level of success. And I think that's a guy where Coach Biagi will fit in. He's going to have a lot of success in the culture that Notre Dame has, and I think because of that, you're going to see it. Um, 
you're gonna see it see it blossom. You're not gonna see it much at North Texas because North Texas don't got great players. I mean, what do you what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I think when you put great players with a coach that they love to play for, you're gonna get a lot. I'm not, you know, Purdue. So what? Coach Jared uh, Gerard Parker was terrible at Purdue when he was over there. So y'all should be talking about that then too. They was below 500 the whole time he was there as assistant coach, head coach, co coordinator, running back type, whatever he was doing over there was below 500. So Purdue, we not counting Purdue, unless it's Charlie Jones on the team. <laughs> now they got Charlie Jones on the team. Look, uh, you know, it may be a little different. Oh, man. Lucky Lucky Podcast. That's all we're saying, man. The economy, the cost of doing business, today's college football, it's just a little different. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Left had an opportunity to uh view Justin Scott, St. Ignatius, and Justin Scott advanced to the final four in the IHSA 3A state tournament for bat men's bat boys basketball. They were down 13 points in the fourth quarter. Left, it was an incredible, incredible comeback. They get the seven-point victory in double overtime. It was a nail-biter. Man. He a real basketball player, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Now Arena, it's Hoffman Estates. Thank you. Thank you. Like, yo, media like setup. Media, media setup was fantastic. Fantastic. It, it was a really good high school basket. The last two games that St. Ignatius has played have been incredible high school basketball games, incredible high school basketball games. And, and the resiliency of St. Ignatius was on full display. Cause like I said, Gray's Lake came out, I think in the first half, they were like five for eight from three point range. They came out early in the second half, stretched out an 11 point halftime lead. St. Ignatius could have folded left. They could have folded and they didn't. They could have folded and they didn't. 
and you tip the cap. You love to see that. Unfortunately, uh, and I told Justin this, um, they play Simeon next, bro. <laughs> they play Simeon next, you know? And I had to be honest with him. I said, um, you know, you might have one more mile on this trip, my brother. <laughs> and it's a, it's weird because it's like a 10 a.m. start on Friday. What? Yeah, they have them playing at like 10 a.m. I don't know if that was like a misprint. I have to double check because usually it's 11 a.m. But 10 a.m. And, and I put it on the message board, a conversation we had where he reiterated, yo, I was going to Notre Dame. I was ready to commit. And, you know, I just wanted to go through the process fully to make sure I'm making the right decision. Said he still loves Notre Dame. Now, this is what lets you know. He's an early enrollee. He won't be playing basketball senior year. So this is indeed his last ride as a, as a, as a hooper. Yeah, this is his last ride as a hooper. So he's really taking it all in. And just enjoying it with his boys. But this is when I knew. I'm like, oh, this dude is different. So we're talking. And he's like, yeah. He was like, man, as soon as the season's over, I'm taking two days off to relax. Then I'm back at it. I'm like, back at what? Like your visits? Like, no, my off-season workout. I was like, you still got a chip on your shoulder? I'm like, you're a five-star. He's like, no, nah, I got to be the best in the country. I'm like, okay. All right. Then I said something else that I'll keep between us. But he he's looking. May right now should should be some type of decision. Well, hopefully, you he, know. He takes his visits in April, May, and then he should know. He should know. So, Look, it's been it's been a joy. It's been a joy, right? Because he, once again, like you spend time with guys like Christian Gray, Drake Bowen, like you start to meet them and understand who they are as young men, and it's like you're kind of like just blown away by the young men they are. You know, forget the football player, like just the young man. He's very aware of everything and very aware of how things have gone, right? And making sure that he doesn't make the same mistake that other players have made when it comes to Notre Dame in recruiting. He's not trying to do that. So he's very aware of that, very aware. And so, man, I'm supporting St. Ignatius as they go down state, but like I said, they're facing a city school, bro. That's I'm a city dude. Hello. So that's it. I'm glad you said that about Coach Biagi, though. Yeah, I mean, he knows he got a lot of haters to prove wrong and all that, but I think when you are in the right fit, like, you know, Ian. Ian was at the right fit at Notre Dame, you know, and got a chance to really – highlight a lot of the things that he does well at a place that can 
magnify what he does well on a national scale. Yeah. But Ian out of Virginia or, you know, is he the same highlighted guy? Maybe, maybe not. But I think for a guy like Coach Biagi to find the right fit at Notre Dame is very similar to how you can have success when you have the right uh, things come together. And I think Notre Dame fosters, especially Marcus Freeman, fosters a culture where you can develop as a coach and really have the resources to do that with. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the coaching staff seems like it's finally locked in and left. Chris O'Leary took interviews for the NFL, said no. Elon McCullough took interviews for the NFL, said no. Chancey Stuckey took interviews for the NFL, said no. Now we have Joe Rudolph officially announced as the offensive line coach and Marty Biaggi, former GA at Notre Dame, comes back home to be the special teams coach. This is the crew we're rocking with in 2023, left. Very solid rebound from Marcus Freeman in just year two. A lot of – hopefully it doesn't uh, mix or isn't as volatile in the third year uh, with as much transition as taking place. Hopefully he can grow with these guys and, and, and also improve at the same time. You know, you want to be able to – uh, be better than the year before and being better than nine games is not an easy task, even though we make it sound uh, feasible. You know, you still got to go out there and win the games that's not the three games that we're talking about. And there could be some trap games in there. You know, things can happen in the season with injury. We've seen it happen before. But at the end of the day, uh, feel good going into year two with Marcus Freeman and especially a lot of cleaning of the house that took place and how it's going to make us better going into next year. You don't mute a thing. I guess, man, lucky lefty podcast. (laughs) You know how you come in perfectly? And like, I messed that up. (laughs) You couldn't hear me. Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. Lock in with the CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. We greatly appreciate it. Home of misguided passion. You already know. It's Lucky Left the Podcast. We spin it different. You know what time it is. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Pettiest Stories of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Um, you know, we've been, um, we've put John Moran on the petty train multiple times recently, man. But, you know, there are some reports out there. And we have a couple of super chats that I want to get to, but there are reports out there that he indeed has possibly entered into uh, rehab. 
alcohol and uh, <laughs> as, as, as much as we might joke and you know put people on a petty train you know uh, grace and our prayers abound even more in the situations as well so you know I just I just want to send prayers towards him you know and whatever struggle he's dealing with that he can overcome it and get back to enjoying life and enjoying the game of basketball you know um, yeah Grant Williams for the Boston Celtics you're definitely on a petty train you're gonna look Donovan Mitchell in his face and tell him I'm hitting both of them I missed the first. They didn't even get to the second one. I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, you the first one was short, so you already knew the second one was gonna be long. You already knew it. You already knew it. And, and then you know, Donovan Mitchell was petty for walking up to him saying what he said. I never forget LeBron James did the same thing to Gilbert Arenas in a playoff game. The exact same thing. What did he do? Oh, he walked up to him and said, "You know the, the true story." You like, you can read his lips. He walked up to Gilbert Arenas and said, if you miss these, you know you lose them, right? <laughs> he said, if you miss these, you know, you know it's over, right? It's over. Gilbert missed both, and LeBron went down and hit a layup. It was a wrap. So could LeBron it, the petty chain talking about his son better than all the tweets on the league pass. That's beyond petty. Beyond petty. Yeah, right? Is it petty? I'll do the same for my son. I don't know. If you had a son, he, I mean, you know, you're trying to get him to the league. LeVar, I'm trying to really think about individuals he could have been talking about and what game was he watching. Because I don't see, I'm not like this, bro. I understand. I've played against elite college basketball players. So I can only extrapolate from that what it's like for someone to actually make an NBA roster. So I have profound respect for being like the top 97 percentile of what you do in life. That's basically an NBA basketball player. I don't care how trash he might look to you. That dude is in the top 97 percentile in the world at what he does. Which means if he played you, he would kill you easily. So Braun is looking at it from the mountaintop, being that dude on the mountaintop, and people. He probably does. He probably does, and has the right, to, I guess, to refer to certain people in the NBA as trash because of his vantage point. So I'll maybe he's just speaking truth too. But he's still going on the petty train for it. Yeah. Kind of hurts, kind of hurts that his son is only a four-star, though. I can see if his son was a five-star. I mean, Kenyon Martin's son, he's probably referring to that. Kenyon Martin's son for the Rockets. He's probably talking about all the Rockets players. <laughs> That Bronny can go in there and at least do something. Come on. King of Marks, Toronto, he probably talking about uh, 
what's the name? Um, Scotty Barnes, even though I think Scotty Barnes is decent. Yeah. I mean, Bonnie probably can hang with, you know, Scotty Barnes. You know? Yeah. Let's see. Domo Wap, thank you for the comment. Look, Michael Jordan's sons never, I do. Marcus won two state championships in high school for Whitney Young. He was better than Marcus. Marcus was a bench player for the University of Illinois. Um, no, I'll take that back. Jeffrey was a bench player in Illinois. Marcus. Marcus is the one with Larsa Pippen, right? Right. Yeah, Marcus is winning. Oh, the dog stop. That cat Marcus is an incredible businessman. Doing his thing. Has a one-of-a-kind store in Orlando. I think he opened up a second one. That's like, man, killing. Lars and Pippen, just for being petty for what Scotty was doing and saying about his dad after the last dance. And he won two state championships in basketball. He's winning. Now, Jeffrey Michael, this is how boss he was. He graduated in two and a half years at the University of Illinois. Left in the middle of the season to go work for his father's shoe company. And now he's running it. That's how boss he was. He was like, man, I used this scholarship. I finished in two and a half. Y'all can have that NBA stuff. Well, that's I mean, that's a good transition, taking the family business. You know, you know what I'm saying? Dude, so I wouldn't even compare LeBron's kids and Mike's kids. I don't think Mike's kids ever really – Marcus might have had NBA dreams. I know for a fact Jeffrey Michael didn't. I feel like both of them probably was like, man. No, 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 no. Marcus was an actual athlete that could – He's a three-star. No, no, Marcus, the way he played, and then the way he played his freshman year before transferring down to Central Florida, Marcus could have pushed forward if he had kept going and played and eventually made it because athletically, what I'm telling you is Marcus had athleticism and Jeffrey didn't. Jeffrey was like 5'11", short, left-handed, really couldn't shoot. Really wasn't that athletic, you know, but he went to the number four business school in the country, graduated, said thank you, and went and ran a company. And now their sister is the director of marketing for Jordan Brand. So, I mean, dude, they're like, man, you can have the hoop dreams. We have something tangible. Yeah. I mean that's a good path when it's when you got the you know the end of the road, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Thank you everybody for the show. Chat was lit. Drunk Vigo. I guess he checked out because that dude is always wild. Um man, y'all wild with these Scotty Pippen, Lars of Pippen comments, man. Relax. She did it. Like Chris Rock said, they they put it out on the internet for whatever reason. <laughs> Chris Rock said, how are you? As the offender, <laughs> don't sit down with the person you offended. <laughs>
and interview and say, how'd you feel? What'd you think on TV? Oh, man, have a great Tuesday. But most of all, you always have to make sure that you spin it different. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.